Indeed, the war goes on. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you are the captain of the hosts, that you have come, Lord God, to bring your kingdom to earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, even as it is done and being done and declared in heaven. Lord, and we know that this means that there's a war, a resistance to the kingdom of God coming to the earth because it has been claimed by darkness, the kingdom of darkness, and they don't want the kingdom of light. But yet your light has come. The light of the world is with us and has come among us. And Lord God, I pray today that those who hear this message will receive the light for you have built us to desire and to love and to to resonate with the truth. And so I pray for truth which sets us free, freedom from sicknesses, illnesses, defeat, discouragement, depression, lies, that the lies will be exposed by the light of your truth and that your truth and light will make manifest the hidden works of darkness and that everything that's been hidden will be revealed even as you are hidden in that manger in Bethlehem, you are revealed to the world on the cross and through the resurrection and coming again soon. So I pray that you give us encouragement today as we listen to this these words of encouragement in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Well, here Jesus, we are. Jesus coming again, coming to Bethlehem. Well, yeah. Well, he, well, he came to Bethlehem, and he's, he's coming again, we can be sure. Amen. Uh, just as sure as he... It was prophesied that he would be born in Bethlehem to come, to live, to die on the cross, to be raised again, to be our Savior. So it is prophesied that he will return and bring in the fullness of his kingdom. Mm -hmm. The kingdoms of our Lord are become the kingdoms of his the kingdoms of this world. Sorry, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So, but when you're thinking about the perfect timing of the coming of the Son of Man. God is a God. He's, he's outside of time, but he created time, and he set all this up according to a specific time frame for the fulfillment of his word, for the fulfillment of the coming of, of Jesus. Uh, in Galatians chapter 4, verses uh, 3 through 7, uh, in the Amplified Bible, it says, mm-hmm. But when the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law, to purchase the freedom of, to ransom, to redeem, to atone for those who are subject to the law, that we might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's son. So God sent his son here. Let's look at the early part of this passage. At the proper time. Amen. When the proper time had fully come, that God about, sent his son, born yeah. of a woman. Born of a, of a virgin. And actually that woman um, came from another woman, and that was, of course, Eve. Yes. And so the promise, the promise, uh, the, the Bethlehem event when Jesus came down uh, and the fulfillment of the, of the prophecy 4,000 years later, began in the in in the in the dialogue God was having between the serpent and Adam and Eve after the sin. So there right. The, so so he said to so he said to the 
to the serpent, you know, you're going to be, because you've done this, you're going to be cursed. You're going to crawl on your belly. You're going to eat dirt. And I'm going to put enmity. I'm going to put war between your seed and the seed of the woman. And so that woman was Eve. And she, and he said that, that her seed would crush his head and that his seed and Satan's seed would bruise his heel. And so we see that there was a war. There was enmity. There was war going to be happening. And that this, this was going to be this woman's seed, which was Jesus Christ, uh, born of a human woman, made him human, and it was coming... Um, was coming, but Satan did not know when. Four thousand years is a long time to wait for a promise. Yeah, we have trouble waiting for thirty <laughs> seconds at a drive-through. You think God is is putting you through the wait process? Well, look at but the world waited in in um, anticipation, but through that waiting, God made many promises, prof- prophetic words, uh, gave little hints about what what this Messiah would look like, um, what he would do, what would happen to him, and the the intriguing complication is that he was actually in, in a lot of those prophecies talking about two different comings, the first and the second yeah, coming. And some people got that confused. Some, you know, a lot of the Jewish people were confused thinking his, his coming would be, oh, we're going to, you know, overthrow the Romans and it's going to be an earthly kingdom. Well, that time is going to come. He's going to overthrow all the kingdoms of this world and they're going to become his and we're going to rule and reign with him. But yeah, there was confusion between the nature. The first coming was simple. It was hidden. Mm-hmm. It was like a really obscure in many ways. But it happened according to the word what was God. prophesied. Mm-hmm. And the word of the coming of Jesus, Margie, was prophesied in hundreds of ways. Mm-hmm. No, not this early prophecy. So there became no no accident. No, this isn't just. This is predicted. This is right. This is impossible just, to to not be the correct, true, accurate. Right, Son of God. Right. And all the the ceremonial laws and regulations and the uh, moral laws mm-hmm. uh, and and that God gave to Israel and the word of the of the all the prophets, the Old Testament prophets, the very ceremonies and furnishings, say, of the Old Testament tabernacle, which was kind of like a picture of mm-hmm. redemption. It's a picture of heaven. It's a picture of Jesus and what he would do for us. It's like an object lesson right there in front of them day after day after day, all this was foretelling his birth, his ministry, his suffering, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his kingdom reign. Mm-hmm. Every, so, even the colors in the tabernacle exactly. had meanings. Everything had a, a, a prophetic, symbolic meaning. So, so the Son of God came to earth as the Son of Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, He came exactly as was prophesied. Mm-hmm but not when or how people expected right. him to appear. Right, that was appear. the tri- that was the tricky part. They 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 missed him and many times I'm sure they gave up after a while too. Although in the back of their minds they always had this the Messiah, the Messiah, the Messiah is coming. Even now we have in the back of our minds Jesus coming again. But for them I don't know if it was a, you know, it became a a, a long duration. I'm sure some of them lost hope. Oh, sure, definitely. You know, there were some false messiahs in mm-hmm. that intertestamental period uh, between Malachi and the coming of um, John the Baptist, for example, that w- there were s- false messiahs that were rising up with various revolutionary kinds of things. And so j- l- let's go just real quickly here about the prophecies. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was so much that had to, to be- come together mm-hmm. for Jesus to come, but it it came. You know, Genesis 3.15 talks about, we mentioned the seed of the woman crushing the head of the sermon. Deuteronomy 18.15, there's a prophet coming 
like Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah seven fourteen talks about the virgin birth. So he'd be born of a virgin. If people, of course, people are just how do you how does that work? You know, it's like a puzzle. <laughs> it's like a big thousand piece puzzle, and every couple of generations he gives them a piece. Okay, mm-hmm. now we have the piece from Isaiah that she, he's going to be born of a virgin, a virgin birth. How does that work? How does that mm-hmm. happen? Mm-hmm. Well, it it can't. Obviously, if it's a virgin birth, naturally this would never not happen. happen. So he doesn't. He's not a. He's not. A, doesn't have a human father at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to be, you know, a human. With he's going to be the son of God and the son of man. Yeah, Micah five two it tells about that he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah thirty one sixteen talks about the massacre of the babies. Well, hold on, just about the, well, yeah, those two are pretty important. In Micah, remember when the the magi the wise men, however many there were, we don't know for sure. But um, they came to, they were following the star uh, from the east, and they got to Jerusalem, and they got lost. Actually, the star disappeared, so to speak. And now, in according to uh, science, we can understand how that worked and what the, what that star was. But back in those days, the, uh, the rabbis looked it up, and they found the prophetic word in, Ma- in Micah that this child would be born in Bethlehem, mm-hmm. and Bethlehem is only, what, seven or eight miles from Jerusalem? Right. It's, it's very close. And another thing, you see, when the wise men came, they went to Herod and said, where is he that's born king, king of, of the, the Jews? King of the Jews, yeah. And thought, wait a minute. I'm... Well, well, they went there because that was the king's house. I mean, he thought the king lived there, so King he Herod. Know. So he he had, did know. he have a child? What was going on? But they then, probably thought that he had the baby. It was probably his son or well, something. Well, it was like, you know, and Herod think, what do you mean some king? I'm, I'm king I'm around the king. Here. I'm the king around here. There's no babies. And been he born. inquired, and he inquired of the the Jewish religious leaders, where, where is this uh, Messiah supposed to be born? It's interesting that Herod... And then they, they referred to Bethlehem. But, she, but, she, but Herod believed the wise men. Isn't mm-hmm. that amazing? He didn't say, you guys are off your rocker. You're nuts. There's no king. Well, he believed the wise men to the point because where he Because he was said, paranoid. I, I want to go. So he goes and kills all the babies well, under two years old in, the, in Bethlehem and the regions around Bethlehem. But that, but, but whoa. But that's the prophetic word, too. The next word that these, these babies would be. Jeremiah 31, 16 yeah. said that's what was going to happen. But, but, but back up for a second. So Herod is paranoid. He is, a par- he is literally, if you know the story of him and his family, he killed his own wife. He killed his own kids. He's, a, he's nuts, crazy, insane, de- demon-possessed. And so he, he lies to the wise men, and he says, oh, yeah, Bethlehem, well, go check it out and come back and tell me. So but I in the, can come and worship and him. Ki- yeah, right. I want to worship him like so. Yeah, really. Bring the sword. And so the the wise men had a dream. God gave them a dream and said, you know, don't, don't go, go back, back. there. But but back up just a second. So the star when they left Jerusalem reappeared. It's a retrograde effect that was happening when the three when Jupiter, Jupiter and Regulus and Leo, the planets that came together to make the star of Bethlehem, when they came together to make such a bright light in the sky that that was the star of Bethlehem. But then Jupiter goes retrograde and he pulls back a little bit and that's when the star disappears or vanishes or dis- diminishes or doesn't look like the right star anymore. Then it comes back into... it's a so kind, it of, kind of came back a, over Bethlehem. Right, and, so, and so they amazingly enough were... It's, uh, they found him. Yeah, and they brought their gifts of... And, and actually it was probably, you know, um, it could have been already pulled into the city of Jerusalem by that time. They didn't come the night the shepherds came. 
right because it was, it was, because mm-hmm. because they went into a house they that went says, to a house yeah. not the not the stable maybe or, it was the, maybe the, they had to move into the inn but it was in Jerusalem it was in uh, it says into the house into the they house came right to the house so they were staying in a house so but so obviously they weren't far behind the shepherds and it wasn't Jesus probably wasn't too old however it, think about the time he had to be um, eight days they'd bring the child into the into um, the temple didn't they to, to be mm-hmm. circumcised mm-hmm. so it, they must have been a little bit delayed because he must have already gotten to be in the temple because we saw him Anna uh, and uh, Simeon mm-hmm. had met him mm-hmm. and, and they were told by God that they wouldn't die until they saw the Lord's Messiah and so they um, they were there so and that has to happen on the eighth day so Jesus was eight days old he was in a house and um, he was in uh, I, I, I would say, I would say, this is how I would think it happened. So he got this house in Bethlehem, probably moved into the inn instead of in the stable. They they went downtown for a, a day to get him circumcised. And then... To Jerusalem. To probably. Jerusalem, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's down, I, so, and Bethlehem's a suburb, right? right. So so they, they, they got that done because that had to be done. And it was done because we have a, we have word of it. And, and he can't be gone off to Egypt until that's done. So... He was eight days, and so if the if the the wise men were a little late, and they came and they found the star, so he's in Bethlehem. They come to the house in Bethlehem. They bring him the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and then that night everybody has a dream, different dreams. Joseph says J- Joseph's dream is get the child and get out of here, and and because he had because the minute because you know it only took the the wise men. A couple of hours, probably, to go from Jerusalem, Herod's ca- capital city, to Bethlehem, probably, you know, maybe half a day. So by the end of the day, Herod's getting rambunctious because he doesn't see them uh, showing up to They're give him word back. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I I believe that Joseph and the wise men all had dreams probably the same night. And the wise men were told to go back a different way, get out of town, don't go back to Herod. And Joseph fled with Mary on the donkey, took off for Egypt. And by the time they, um, they had figured it all out, they had cleared the district. They had cleared the area that he had, he had given his soldiers um, orders to kill all the babies within the, the area, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, under two years old. Right. Yeah. Everybody under so they had old. cleared the area and were probably hooked up with a caravan going towards Egypt. And, yeah. and they had provision, very likely. You know, the they gold, had gold, yeah. frankincense, myrrh, you know, very expensive commercial products, and right. very likely they could have used some of that to get to, yeah. to get to Egypt to spend their time in to Egypt. set up a to set up a life in Egypt because they were there for a while, mm-hmm. years actually. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting how. But these prophetic words they, they they gave the little piece of the puzzle, and then when the puzzle was actually being put together in real time, it seems like the people were um, not getting it they weren't they were kind of oblivious to what was you know nobody was there to see the whole puzzle being put together until us now we can look back and say oh yeah oh yeah well it's in yeah it's like jeremiah thirty-one sixteen yeah. spoke of this time he says a voice was heard in ramah lamentation weeping and great mourning rachel who speaks of mm-hmm. you know israel right. weeping the women of israel weeping for her children Refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very tragic. Um, yeah. So. Well, and, and you know, it's interesting, too, because 
all of these sacrifices, children were in Herod's rage and in his paranoia, fear. He killed all these children, thinking that he was going to obliterate any attempts of, at the throne. Uh, and this was this happened several times in the in the Old Testament, where, like for example, Moses, many babies were bo- were born and killed uh, around his birth. And it's it's very powerful that God the Father was able to protect the the Savior, the the Redeemer, Moses at that point in time, and Jesus in his situation, protect them from the rage of Satan. This is really the rage of Satan and his ugly head, because I believe Satan figured it out. Oh, yeah. He, he recognizes. He has a sense. He sniffs out those that are a threat to his kingdom. And even today, there are people that are called by God mm-hmm. to, to be powerful for the mm-hmm. kingdom of God against the enemy. And Satan senses that. Mm-hmm. And there's a special, I believe there's a special attack. There's a special mm-hmm. war against those that are called mightily by God to destroy them before they, you know, before they get going or before, mm-hmm. uh, you know, while they're I- involved yeah. in what God yeah, has given them to do. Yeah, because Satan wants to kill them. But see, the thing is, I, what you're saying about with, I believe the only one who was watching this puzzle be put together and one who was constantly uh, aware of what God was doing and that the words of the prophets was the, was Satan that he was the one who wanted to figure this thing out because he hadn't figured it was like a puzzle it was like a riddle to him this head crusher and he had to have his demonic CIA intelligence on it to figure out what was you know what was coming up next and so he was putting it together so he knew I mean he when the wise men came that put the piece in place for him with the the Bethlehem piece and so then he provoked Herod to become, you know, a, a fearful and and murderous as he was, to p- draw up the sword, and then that it's like God is making a move, and then Satan makes a move, and then God makes a move, and then Satan makes a move, and that's really the way it is all the time in our lives, all the time. Right, and I believe that with with Jesus, with Moses, all back, Satan sensed this how it was kind of coming down, but he didn't understand the whole picture. Well, because no. they said if if they right. later on mm-hmm. they if the powers of darkness of this world would have understood what was really going on, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Well, I believe what because happened. Because yeah. the, they called for the crucifixion, mm-hmm. but it was the crucifixion that actually undid them. them. Yeah. Undid them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but see, the thing is, I, I, yeah, and, and that's an interesting little piece, too. Um, I know in the audio drama that I'm working on called God on Trial, we kind of look at that idea of what well, was Satan and some of, was there kind of a division in his, uh, in his company where Satan, I, I believe the enemy, he was trying to kill, first of all, kill Jesus off, just literally remove him. Right. Physically get him dead. And, or and, to get him to sin, like during the right. temptation. Yeah, exactly. Many if, temptations. If he, yes. If he know. would have sinned, he would have been disqualified from becoming mm-hmm the sacrifice, the pure, holy, unblemished and, sacrifice and lamb. If you go way back, yeah, you know, when in the days of Noah, yeah, he was th- these watchers, these they came down, mm-hmm. intermingled with the seed of men. Mm-hmm. They they, you know, had these babies, these giants and mm-hmm. stuff. Nephilim yeah. messing Nephilim messing up the DNA. Yeah. So if you mess up the DNA with evil evil spirit DNA, yeah. we could say Fallen then, angel then, DNA. Then you, dis, you disqualify 
really yeah. everybody from being the savior. So except Correct. except like Moses, he was the Bible says in King James that he was uh, a righteous man and he was perfect in his generations. In you other mean words, Noah? No. Uh, yeah. Say, yeah, you said Moses. Oh, I'm but sorry. I it, meant I meant Noah. They're both good. Guys. They're I both probably right. I meant right. Noah. <laughs> I meant Noah. Sorry. Yeah. But Mo, uh, Noah, Noah yeah. uh, his DNA and his kids' DNA mm-hmm. was was okay. Right. So so it at least was, some of his so, kids. At least one of us, his sons. All of us came from Adam, and then you know now all of us have come from Noah. Well, all. Let me correct myself. All of Noah's boys, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, were their DNA was good because they were from their Noah. Boys. They were from Noah. Yeah, Noah's boys. But you know, then it says there were giants in the earth. So the the flood knocked out all of the giants. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, then it says there was um, giants in the in this earth afterwards. Also, afterwards. yeah. So, so we know David there, killed there, a giant, there was and probably that was some bad DNA in the well, wives. It, it could have been bad could've DNA been. in the wives, or it could have been one of the wives anyway. And it looks like it would be of any of the wives, would have been Ham's wife, if the wife was the problem. because. Um, but then again, because Ham was the only one who brought forth in his generations, his kids and grandkids, out of Ham's line, came the Canaanites, yep. and came um, the Hamites, and came the, the pharaohs, and, and, so, and all these yeah, pagan... Probably you know, and, and, and Cush, and, mm-hmm. they, and with him we have Nimrod, and Nimrod was rebellious, and he became a Geborim, and Nephilim but, blood was in him. But... So back to the story. So we have prophetic words the prophets are giving. Then we have uh, those things coming to pass. Then we have Satan trying to stop that or annihilate that. Right, right. And then, and then if, we, if, we look, if we look ahead, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all the things that came together, even the prophetic word of, uh, you know, the ministry of Jesus, what the ministry of Jesus would would accomplish what it would be was talked about by the prophets it talks about um uh, isaiah 53 talks about the accomplishments jesus would perform on the cross mm-hmm. psalm 22 verses 6 through 18 talks about describes in detail mm-hmm. the agonies and things that uh, surrounding the cross uh, psalm sixteen ten talks about the resurrection of jesus and our resurrection as well and by by implication there Isaiah 9, 6 through 7 talks about the name of Jesus, his government, his kingdom. Daniel 7, 13, 14 talks about an everlasting kingdom that, that Jesus will usher in. So mm-hmm. really, you know, here's the deal. World history seems to, you know, may appear to be just a random panorama of what triumph and trauma and tragedy, but in the midst of the evil unfolding of human activity and demonic conspiracies mm-hmm. throughout the centuries. Yeah, totally, until uh, this of very man's day. man's existence, right? <clears throat> and even before man's existence, right. there's been these conspiracies. Right. right. God has, in the midst of all this, God has woven and is weaving in his unstoppable, in perfect time, perfectly timed plan, He's weaving there to fulfill his righteous purposes for his creation. Forever and ever, in spite of and the... It, and it, in spite of all this, the opposition... The huge... It doesn't look like it's going on, mm-hmm. but it is unstoppable. It is perfectly timed. It's a plan. His righteous purpose is for his creation. 
will be fulfilled. Are, are going to be fulfilled, mm-hmm. even though the enemies just have raged and, and continued to rage and, and ripped rail apart and through the centuries. and hated and destroyed and trashed the planet. But let's go back for a minute to that very night because. The announcement of Jesus, the, the, it's, I call it the Bethlehem event. I love the Bethlehem event, which is, you know, we, we're we kind of screwed up, I think, on the timing. I don't think it was obviously uh, a Christmas Eve as December 24th. No, very, very likely, you know, there are scholars that have looked at this. It could have been very likely September 11th. Yeah, according when the reason that they say that is because the now that we can look at the constellations and the generation of the regeneration of this, the the, the 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 stars and the rotations and going back, mm-hmm. we see that that star, the Bethlehem star, appears at a certain time, and, and they actually can put it pretty much right on the day, and it was just, uh, it, was, it was September eleventh, right. um, yeah. I think it was uh, two BC or I it was I, it was uh, we're off a little bit on our um, on our numbering, but this this so it was a, a September eleventh, and that's the reason because they know the three stars are planetary bodies. That came together, which was Jupiter and Regulus and um, uh, Regulus and Leo, or something like you know that the, that constellation group, and so and it's interesting that but 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 the star was there to to alert the wise men, and it's interesting. You wonder where did the wise men come from? I just got to ask this question. This is my surmising that they came from the east. We know that. Okay, that was Persia area, mm-hmm. and uh, Daniel, our Daniel in the lion's den, Daniel which was we're living hundreds and hundreds of years before this, probably, what, 600 years, 500 years, something like that? Yeah, something like that. I don't know the numbers there, but he he was, uh, remember all the times that he would, the kings would lavish him with... Gifts and stuff, because he would interpret dreams. Yeah, and, and he was... And he understood things about the prophetic scriptures, even though as a young man, as a teenager, yeah. he was stripped away, of his identity. Uh, carried away... Mm-hmm from uh, Israel, Israel mm-hmm. come come there, his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, basically we don't even know their real names. Their real names, uh, I, I... They, 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 were, they were right given now, a new they idea. They were given a new identity. They new were names. Given a, mm-hmm. uh, they tried to give them a new diet. Uh-huh. They tried to give them new gods. Mm-hmm. They named them after gods. Right, but uh, these, the but these guys... Gods, but, but they stuck with their... True identity, yeah. and, and 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 lived in the midst of talk about midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Generation, Ooh. they lived according to how they had been raised with the knowledge of the integrity one true of God. living God, yeah. and they lived with integrity uncompromisingly uh, in the midst of a very so hostile environment. Satan tried to kill all four of them at different times. The yep. three went into the fiery furnace, and Daniel went into the lion's den, and and but Daniel. Uh, served what is it? Three or four different kings. He had yep. Nebuchadnezzar. He had um, Darius, uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's son. Then he had Darius, or the Medes and the Persians. And then they were ca- captured by the, the by Cyrus and his gang, which was Persia. And so Daniel exp- lived in four different administrations, so to speak. But he had all kinds of money, I am sure. And yeah. and he was the mm-hmm. chief of the guess what? The magicians. It would be like yeah. today, like you'd have a righteous, holy person over all of the new, the age, people. new age people. Yeah. And so, but, and, and so these were probably, these wise men may, were, 
had been taught in the school of Daniel. They had been taught about the stars, the constellation, and not all that stuff was permitted. I mean, I'm not saying Daniel read the stars, but these guys knew how to do that. But I believe that the funds that they brought, because Daniel wasn't a married man that we know of, he probably had lots of money. And probably it was given for this express purpose of where did those magi, where did those wise men get all that money? I think it was Daniel's money. I think that they brought, that was Daniel's finances that funded Jesus' flight into Egypt and his, his uh, sojourn there. But well, it, yeah, at least the influence there. I mean, I'm sure he had a powerful influence. And if they were, you know, they were wanting, you know, wisdom right, Daniel did, and right. knowledge and all that. And I'm, I'm, you, you got to be sure that well, Daniel it was Daniel's brought God. things in yeah. because, about his own God. Right, because Daniel's prophetic word of the 70 weeks and stuff was talking about this God coming, you know, you know, to set up his kingdom. So these men at least had heard about this one true God, I'm sure. And when they felt that this was the the, the the one true God or the son of God or a king, they were they were pretty sure that this was the thing to do. Well, otherwise, you know, why would they go through all that trouble? Right. Of going through right. a strange land. Why? Hundreds of miles. Yeah, on a camel. Uh, on a camel yeah. or whatever. They what were. provoked them? You know, it's like, so this was something <laughs> very... Very when profound. they weren't even we they weren't even Jews they, they weren't even Jews Why, no. god used these total gentile reprobate maybe kind of maybe not maybe they were maybe they were believers but he you know the, he used them to come hundreds of miles to give jesus the money he needed to do to have to to be safe in egypt for a while and so the gentile this is this is prophetic i really believe also yeah. that the those god included he came them to his own yeah. in john chapter 1 yeah. and his mm-hmm. own received him not mm-hmm. So, so the these these pagan intel, uh, intel, uh, intellectuals in, intellectuals uh, scientists <laughs> scientists um, whatever you're gonna thing, call them. you know uh, new age guys they they realized who the the Messiah was and for the most part the Jews did not right isn't that sh- shattering it's a yeah. it's prophetic and then. It's prophetic in that it talks Came about zone, like you said, those that have never heard. Romans talks about that. Yeah. Those that have never heard yeah. are going to believe. Mm-hmm. Those that are outside the the Mosaic Covenant. Yeah. Will uh, hear. Outside those the law, who sit in darkness will hear. saw a great light. They're the ones that are oh, There you go. The ones that were. Hey, those who sit in darkness saw a great light. That's literally, they saw a great light in the sky. Yeah. And they were sitting out there in Persian darkness. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, here we have Jesus. The the this is the this is amazing because he has to come in quietly. It's like you. It's a it's a an airdrop at night in a in a war zone where you have to you know undercover parachute this guy in mm-hmm. that's going to and Jesus was dropped airdropped they, undercover of night. Well, it's yeah. And and uh, he didn't. It wasn't good for everybody to to get the info, but the shepherds too. I mean, the most un. Uh, unworthy of all of the Jewish people and occupations. Well, see, the, the shepherds, yeah, as a group, had a uh, unsavory reputation. Mm-hmm. They were they were kind of like bad reputation, bad reputation, right? Something like, um, well, like you know, they just had a stereotype on them. And the thing is that when they have a stereotype on them, what happens is they become shunned. But these particular shepherds, and there's well, there's... the shepherds. You know, they sometimes there were shepherds 
that would go from they traveled, you know, following their flocks, and right. they would go into towns and steal and. And, and yeah. the shepherd was not allowed to testify in a court of law yeah, yeah. at all. His testimony didn't count. And, and so they were, now, not it believed. could have been the shepherds, it's possible that these shepherds outside mm-hmm. of Bethlehem were ones that were caring for the flocks that were to be used yeah, with, because uh, uh, for the sacrifices. Exactly. So th- this could have been a good bunch of shepherds. Well, because because in the it, it, there's a indi- indications that these were, there was a law according to the Mishnah, that um, forbid shepherds from keeping their flocks um, near, uh, had to keep their sheep in the wilderness. They couldn't um, be near Jerusalem. They didn't want them in town. Right, and no no sheep in town, except for the, the, the flocks that were going to be used for the sacrifices, the temple services. So those, Bethlehem, like we said, was seven, eight miles from Jerusalem. Jerusalem's where the temple is. Those sheep are being raised seven, eight miles out of town. These are the little lambs that are going to be next on the chopping block um, to keep the daily sacrifices going. And there was many, 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 many sacrifices of lambs. And the, the shedding of the blood of the lambs, you say, well, why was all of that? Because, because actually, because Satan is a legalist and because in his legalistic interpretation of the law, it's an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, blood for blood. And because the, the lamb of God, the prepared son of God, was kept from coming for 4,000 years because of the the time had to be right, the, the circumstances, mm-hmm. the road systems, the languages, all these things had to be right, um, that the liter- literacy had to be there. There had to be many things there that we could write and declare and testify and spread the gospel, whereas if they were in earlier times in isolated little villages, um, there was no language that would could be written, whatever. There mm-hmm. wasn't any scribes to read it, blah, blah, blah. But this was, the the society had to be more developed in order to receive this uh, incarnation of Jesus Christ. But, so in the eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, blood for blood, religious legalistic interpretation, God said to Satan, Satan would say, I want them dead. I want them dead. They sin. The soul that sins shall die. They need to die. I want them dead. And God says, okay, here's the deal. I am going to give them a commandment that they're going to sacrifice the lambs in place instead of and in, in, for the time being until this head crusher comes so that the, the blood was given every year. And as long as the children of Israel, the priests were carrying out the covenant law, that Satan could not find a fault in them when he would charge them and go before the court of heaven and say, I want, I want the death of everybody, all humans dead. God says, nope, they're still operating under the covenant that I've given them. And that's why the, the sacrifices of the lambs are like placeholders until the lamb of God could come. And notice very interesting that these, these lambs were going to be shed, their lives killed for another 30 some years. But when Jesus died on the cross, uh, the sacrifices, they continued for a while, but not a very long while, because he, if he died in 33 um, AD, AD, yeah, that the, the Jerusalem was destroyed and including the temple and the place of the sacrifices and in 70 AD. So it's like maybe 40, 40 not quite, years, not quite 40 years. Yeah. And so, so all of the temple was destroyed. The, the, the sacrifices have desisted since then. There's been no temple since then. That was the temple of Herod that Herod built. And that was the temple that Jesus had went into 
um, overturn, the, overturn table. the tables of the temple, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But when that temple was destroyed, all of the genealogies, the, the scrolls had to be, uh, I mean, the Essenes grabbed the scrolls and hid them in the jars and the caves. The, uh, they did their part. Um, the rest of the t the temple was burned and destroyed, and stone was taken upon off stone because there was gold in the in the linings of the stones on the walls, and so nothing remained. So there was no more sacrifices. So Jesus did complete the fulfill the law in that there was no more need for the little lambs to be killed, and to this very day we wait for the building of the final temple, which is already um, in preparation. It's in pre preparation. Yeah. The, the, the People are being trained to. But we know <clears throat> there has to be one. The ceremonies. Right. Yeah. We've got all the instruments, the vessels, the red heifer, the chauffeurs, the the vessels, the the uh, clothing. All of these things are are already prepared, and we know that um, that this temple has to be built uh, because the antichrist will stand in the temple uh, and offer some sort of sacrifice, the abomination of desolation which possibly could be uh, sacrificing an, an unclean um, uh, sacrilegious kind of offering on this altar, or he himself could be the unclean well, he sacrilegious is. antichrist standing in that place. Uh, but the temple has to be there, so there has to be another temple. Right, right. And he is going to declare himself to be God. Yeah, and a in lot instance, of people are going to fall for it. There's going to be a and, and a lot, there are a lot of the Jewish people are going to think, oh, here's the Messiah. And they're going to believe it for a while, but then what happens is that after this covenant is made mm -hmm. with the this covenant of peace, everybody's wanting yeah, peace, peace in the Middle East, yeah. peace, peace, mm -hmm. peace. Well, he's going to be the achiever of peace. He's going to be lauded for it. He's going to sign a covenant protecting the Jewish people. They're going to get the sacrifices going. Again. Somehow that temple will be built. Yeah. That so physical temple will be built. Mm -hmm. But halfway through this seven-year tribulation period, he will tear up the covenant, basically. Right. He's saying, no, that's it. He's going to turn on the Jews, and then they're going to they're yeah. realize mm -hmm. that they have been betrayed. And they're moving into what's called the time of Jacob's trouble, mm -hmm. where there's going to be great, great persecution of the Jews and great catastrophes that carry are, are uh, mm -hmm. carried out all over the world as well. Right, and it's it again. There's a kind of a, this is kind of a bookend thing in Revelations chapter twelve. We talk about that star again appearing. It says uh, in uh, Revelations twelve one. Now a great sign appeared in heaven a woman clothed with the sun and with the moon under her feet and on her head a garland of 12 stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and 10 horns and seven diadems on his head. And his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child, capital C for child, as soon as it was born. And she bore a male child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that she should they should feed her there for 1,260 days. Let's, for just, just going through this very briefly, the sign appeared in heaven, this star, uh, this celestial... Um, sign 
was to be exactly this. It was the woman, which is Vir, uh, uh, Virgo, this constellation Virgo, which was clothed with the sun. She had the sun going through her, passing through her. And the moon was at that moment under her feet. And on her head was this uh, garland of 12 stars. Now, some of those stars are planets. Some of them are stars. I think there were um, three planets involved in that uh, that diadem. And so, but it's interesting that this re- has been repeated. This was the sign that told us from the computer generations that the, September 12th was the birthday because this was the sign they saw, the Virgo uh, and Leo, and uh, Leo was the one right next to the Lion King. <clears throat> and part of his, his nine stars, I believe it was Leo's nine stars that were part of that diadem. And then the planets of um, Venus and Mercury and Mars were in there, or I think those are the three. Anyway, refresh my mind. But the, So there's three planets, and the rest were the stars of Leo cut over her head. Now, this same uh, repeated, perfectly, absolutely same repeat has just happened again in 2017. I believe it was... Um, uh, in June or July of 2017, this same Bethlehem star, if you will, reappeared as part of the the blood moons and the solar total solar eclipse. Uh, those things started in 2014, and we had the the blood moons, four of them, and they all landed exactly on Jewish feasts: two on Passover and two on Sukkot. So they were all. There's not an odd day off. It was right on the days, and then we have the the sun going black, the the total solar eclipse on uh, August twenty first, twenty seventeen, and in there you have the the Bethlehem, the vision of the revelation, the constellations aligning as they did with the birth of Christ. So this book ending chapter twelve of Revelations looks like it's got it's telling you two different things one about the virgin giving birth the first time and her child fled into the wilderness so the virgin the woman yeah. referring to mary to, to mary or mm-hmm. or, or israel mm-hmm. well the first time it was mary she gave birth to the boy jesus mm-hmm. the male child and they fled into the wilderness into into egypt um and then he was caught up after the crucifixion caught up in the ascension now we see again. There's another prophetic piece that this is that um, uh, again the sign appears. Uh, the woman, which would be obviously at this point in time, uh, the the, uh, the the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, nation, nation of Israel. Yep, and they gave birth to uh, the, the the church. The Jesus came to give the gospel, good message, good news to his nation first. And then there's going to be a time when there's going to be a persecution, and I believe the Jewish people are going to flee again into the wilderness, um, and there's going to be this war in heaven. This is a war broke out in heaven. Now, this also is parallel. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. This is uh, verse 7. So there was that first war in heaven, but there's going to be another one. Um, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So they, the great dragon was cast out, and the serpent of old, called the devil, and Satan, who deceives the whole world, was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Jesus refers to this in Luke, where he says, I saw Satan as lightning falling from heaven. But then it says, um, uh, then he says, I heard a voice saying, salvation, now salvation, now 
salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. So the devil is going up to heaven in the court of heaven every day, accusing you and I of being bad, breaking the law, being dis- justifying his, his, his request to punish us, to crush us, to find fault against us. But it says, and they, verse 11, overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. The word of our testimony is standing up and testifying to the truth that Jesus Christ died for your sins. You are forgiven. The law has been fulfilled and he is your righteousness. And any sins you commit after you're saved are things that happen because you were deliberately uh, deceived by Satan, got tricked, made a bad choice, and it was his intention to kill you. And when you see that, realize that, the revelation comes to you, what we need to do is confess the sin and repent. That's how we get unhooked from the agreement. And Satan, then his charges that he presses against you in the court of heaven for sinning after you're saved are dropped, if you believe it. But a lot of people go away from there saying, oh, I still feel bad. I still feel guilty. I still I feel like I can't forgive myself, blah, blah, blah. And so Satan says, well, God, objection, your honor. Your forgiveness and pardon of them is not valid because they are not receiving it. They're still voting with me. And whose report are we going to believe? Even though you feel guilty, the truth is you are forgiven. So go with what your spirit says and not with what the feeling is. But it says, as we read on, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows his time is short. Now, so we see, then we see the last part of that, where the dragon saw he had been cast to the earth. He persecuted the woman who had given birth to the male child. That would be Jerusalem, Israel, I'm sorry. Um, but the woman was uh, given two wings and that's where we talk about her flying into the wilderness and being nourished there and kept there. But the interesting thing is he gives us the time. It's going to be in verse six, it's going to be, uh, 1,260 days. Now that's, that's the same as 42 months. That's the same as three and a half years and and, and three and a half years. All those are the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so for three and a half years, we're going to be in the great tribulation. Seven years is the length of the, the tribulation, but three and a half years, this the middle, the last half is going to be the great tribulation. And um, that's when we're going to see the devil pull out all the stops because he tried to kill Jesus the first time and that failed. And now in the, since he failed the first time and Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead and the church got going and the preaching of the true gospel of grace and good news, freedom, deliverance, healing, restoration, hope. That is the gospel of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Not all this mixture of works and law and legalism and I've got to and I should and Ten Commandments. There is a commandment, but it is a new commandment. Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and your neighbor as yourself. And that is the and and also with that commandment to love your enemy and to forgive one another, so the old Ten Commandments are completely covered in this new upgrade, and so but I I I think honey we need to talk to the people what time we're at right now where are we at, I mean we're celebrating Jesus' first coming but his second coming is way more eminent than his first coming because his first coming is already done. Well, in in Thessalonians it says Thessalonians says in the last days there are people say well where is the promise of his coming Yeah. Well, we've been hearing about the coming of Jesus for so long, you know, 
And, and, scoffers. and he still hasn't come. Yeah. There'll be scoffers walking after their own lust. Their and own imaginations, desires, yeah. Saying, where is the, the promise, promise of, of his coming? Of his coming. Because mm-hmm. uh, since, you know. So we're, we're, there were always scoffers, I'm sure. But and, and, but there are particularly, I think this is where we are right now. Uh, right. We are at the place where there is a, I think there's a general lackadaisical attitude about Oh, how could this ever be? Because, you know, it's never happened before. That yeah, Jesus that's the main reason we don't think it's going to happen. So, so th- there's, there's, there's not, there's not many um, pastors, I don't think, talking about that. The end times. Uh, or, or, well, because you know, it's, it's kind of scary. Well, it's scary because it interferes with my plans. You know. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. 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 So, and another thing with that is, is that there's, there's the idea that somehow, oh, before things really get bad. We're just going to get out of here. The rapture is going to happen. Well, <clears throat> we're going to we're going to be caught away. Well, uh, there is there is there, there is, is a rapture. There, there is that coming of the Lord. There's but, that violent snatching away from people evil. People will yeah. look at that and say, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. just going to hang out till Jesus comes and gets me. Well, you know, I don't think people are even going that deep with it. I don't think probably they, not. They, I don't. I don't really. Where, where we're people, distracted. Where, where people are today, we're even Christian people are, hopeless, are distracted, broken. Uh, entertained, uh, sedated, uh, escaped. Yeah, exactly. But but here, let me read something. In sec- you started talking about Second Thessalonians, chapter two, um, verse one. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together with Him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by the wor- word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Some were already worried that. The day had Jesus come and they had missed, yeah. missed it. Yeah. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day, capital D, uh, will not come unless the falling away come first. Well, the falling away from the gospel of Jesus Christ, the apostasy, the apostate church, which we have all over the place. And the man of sin is revealed, the, sin of, the son of perdition. So the man of sin, which we will call the Antichrist, will be revealed. He has not yet been identified as the Antichrist. That could be within, I don't know, months, but he has not yet been identified. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he's God. Remember, Satan says, I will be as God. I will, you know, ascend to the sides of the north. I will sit in the throne of God. So Lucifer's whole ambition is still the same. Do you not remember? So, so the Antichrist is just a, a, an embodiment of Satan. Satan will either create a body for himself, or he'll inhabit somebody's body, and he will live and rule and manifest as the Antichrist through this human being. Uh, although he may just create his own body, I don't know. I don't know that he's going to be the Antichrist. Do you not remember verse five? When that when I was with you, I told you these things, and now you know what is restraining, holding back. That means what is holding things together, what is keeping this from happening, what is keeping things from flying apart. Now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time, he, the Antichrist, because it's a small h. Um, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Oh, is it not? Can we not see this, this, the intrigue, the lies, the deception, the swamp on every hand, treachery, deception? I mean, it's like paramount. It's like 
everywhere. You can't believe anybody or anything except the Word of God as rightly divided to you by the Holy Spirit. Almost everything the world spits at us is fake news. It's lies. Everything. Well, Jesus said, don't judge by appearances. Don't base your decisions for anything on what you think or feel or what it looks like. Base it on what the Spirit of God guides you to do. Um, and you say, well, how do I know that? Well, you're already built to know the know, know the Spirit of God. God built it right into you, so just start paying attention to the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. If you're not saved, get saved, and the Holy Spirit will be your guide. I mean, he is guiding us, but he'll be your internal guide at that point. For verse 7, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains, now we have a capital H, he who now restrains will do so until he, capital H, is taken out of the way. So the restrainer, there's a restraining force in the earth. Yeah, and right that now. force would be the Holy Spirit. The, uh, the Holy Spirit. And, and he's within the believers. He's within us. He's That's where he dwells. He, he's, and some people think that, well... It says, look, Holy, look verse 8. Yeah. Hold on. And then the, law, the lawless one will be revealed. So when the restrainer, the capital H, Holy Ghost, restrainer, who restrains, who abides in the believers, who is then who's taken out of the way, who's removed, how's the Holy Spirit going to be removed without us being removed? Because we have to be, he's in us. You know, yes, I know he, the angels, the angels watch over the people on the outside, but the Holy Spirit is the one who guides us from the inside. The angels keep you from, you know, getting hit by the 18-wheeler as he should have died just now, whatever. But the but the Holy Spirit lives on the inside. But when he is snatched out of the way, we're going to have to go with him. I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, to get us out of all of this trouble I believe it's going to get really bad for the believers. I believe it's going to get really bad for us. And then I believe at the three and a half year point, I believe that's pretty much, here's what I, what I believe. Here's what I believe. That at the three and a half year point, when it's so bad and your faith has been tested and you've been trashed and shredded, and because the Bible says in Daniel that the, 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 there'd be a war on the saints that there would, um, that even the elect would, could be, would, if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. And then he says um, he was wearing out the saints. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. In, so the saints have to be there to be worn out. They mm-hmm. can't be somewhere in heaven. Well, it's happening right now. Oh, in for many, sure. Many places in the world. For sure. And it's, it's. I'm sure they think they're in the tribulation. And they probably are. But um, uh, so then, and and then, uh, this. This wicked one, the Antichrist, lawless verse, one. the lawless one in verse 8, will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. So, But then we also see the brightness of his coming, Jesus' is coming, again, with the brightness, and with him ten thousands of thousands of his saints riding on horses, basically. He's riding on a white horse. So they got to be up in heaven to become riding back. Now, I know there's already a lot there in heaven, and maybe it's just those guys coming. I don't know. There's a lot to this. Um, doesn't Paul talk about in uh, Corinthians about those who are uh, remain, well, not those who are caught up, uh, resurrection, um, what does it say? I suppose Those who like, are alive and remain will be caught, caught up, up together, together with him to uh, meet the Lord says, in the air and ever be with the says, Lord. Well, yeah, here it is. The, verse 16 mm-hmm. says, For the Lord himself, of First Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 uh-huh. through 18, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, mm-hmm. and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall oh, be sure. caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. 
therefore comfort one another with these words. Huh. Yeah, it doesn't so say... So there's little... Again, we have puzzle pieces. We have a piece here, we have a piece there, we have a wonder what's going to happen, what it's going to look like, but here's the most important counsel. Be, be, abide in Jesus Christ. Walk in the Spirit. Read the Word of God. That is the only place, I promise you, if you're looking for the Spirit of Christmas, if you're looking for peace, if you're looking for uh, con- consolation or comfort find it in the Word of God. You say, oh, I can't read the Word of God because everything is so negative and God's so mad at everybody all the time and he's killing people and da-da-da, blah-blah-blah. Not. Not. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. When you walk in your shoe store to buy a pair of shoes, there are thousands of pairs of shoes in that store, many different sizes, many different styles. Not every shoe in that store fits you and not every shoe in that store is for you. So the Word of God is like that too. There's many verses Many styles, sizes for various situations and people. Not all those verses are for you to wear. You can't wear them all. They don't even fit you. So stop trying to wear all the word of God and take it as a condemnation. It's Some of it's for teaching. Some of it's for uh, telling what happened to other people, learning by example. It's all there. It's all true. It's all good. But it's, you know, it's not, you know, when, you know, God says he's angry at the wicked every day. And I read that verse. I'm not wicked. I'm not going to take that verse as he's angry with me. I am righteous. I am holy because God declared me holy. God died for me to make me holy. And therefore, just discern. Let the Holy Spirit help you try on the shoes, okay? Mm-hmm. If this verse is for you, then wear it. If it's not, then say, God, um, thank you for delivering me. And if there's something here you want me to know, help me to understand it. Teach me your word. Second Thessalonians 2 um Verse 9, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan mm-hmm. with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Mm-hmm. Okay, imitation miracles. Yeah. Right? Calling fire down from heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, fake, fake Holy Spirit, too. Yeah. And with all, verse 10, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Mm-hmm. And for this reason, yep. God will send them strong delusion mm-hmm. that they should believe a lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And so there's a warning this, here. Yeah. There's a warning to the world that if you know you you if the word of truth comes to you, the the truth comes, the truth of the gospel. The truth of Jesus Christ. The revelation of you, Jesus the revelation, Christ. If it comes to you mm-hmm. and you don't receive the love of it in order to be, and you receive the love of it by believing and becoming Confessing saved, Confessing your sins, person, repenting, yeah, accepting Jesus' death for you So if you, in your place. You, if, you, if you reject, the, in other words, basically the more somebody rejects the gospel, the more dangerous ground that they're on. Well, the because prob- there are, mm-hmm. they will... If they kind of reject again and again and again and again, God says, okay, you don't want my truth, then you can have the delusion that you have. Well, they will have the delusion. It's not that he wants to give it to them. It is really not. It is Satan saying this. He's saying, okay, God, you tried. They're not listening to you. They're still listening to me. I get them. Because the rule in the war between God and Satan is only one thing. Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the the circumstances, what you feel, what you look like, what people are telling you, what fake news is telling you, what 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 the the fake miracles? Or are you going to believe the truth? But if you have a reprobate mind, see in Romans tw- uh, t- t- one chapter one, the second half of the ver- of the chapter, he talks about giving them over. God he, gave them over. God gave reprobate. them over because he had to. 
Let me explain this real quick to you guys, because we think God is bipolar. God is, is uh, you know, self-destructive. He, he changes his mind. He's, he's uh, unpredictable. Here's the deal. God has a perfect will, just like you as a parent have a perfect will for your child. But God has also given us a free will to love him freely. So we're not robots. Your children have a, fr- a free will. And when your children begin to get old enough to operate in, even about two years old, operate in their, their free will, that forces you as a parent to g- operate in your permissive will. Now, God is not willing that any should perish, but we choose many things, lies, deceptions, confusions, tricks uh, of the devil. We believe and buy into these things. And then what happens? God, Satan says, up, up, up. They're listening to me. They're mine. And so God is... Is, is has to permit, he has to permit the devil to, I mean, he can't say, oh, nope, devil, that's, I'm, I'm taking them back. The, we have got to make the choice to be, leave the truth, to come back to Jesus, to walk with Jesus. Otherwise, Satan comes to God and presses the point. And he says, he's mine, she's mine. They're not listening to you. And so that's why it sounds like God is turning them over to a reprobate mind. God has to, not that he has, I mean, God is, is all powerful. He will complete the work he's begun in you. He is faithful. He is faithful to complete the work because he's the one who calls himself responsible. He's responsible to complete the work because you're, you and I are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. But it sounds like God is doing this and God is doing that. How many times did you as a parent have to do something you don't want to do because your kid did something that screwed it all up? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. How many times, okay, now you have to go down to the jail and bail your kid out. Is that what you want to do? No. Well, why did you do it? Well, because he or she disobeyed, drove the car, got in trouble, got whatever with the law, and now you got to go do something you don't want to do. That's God is put in that position as a father all the time, and yet he's he's taken his responsibility for it, and you know, but he's going to deal with the devil in the end. But for now, you and I have freedom to choose whose report are we going to believe, who are we going to serve. So, Father God, we thank you right now that you will clarify um, your character to us, your goodness, your compassion, your love, your protection, your promises, that we won't go freaking out in these last days. Lord God, even as we rejoice in your first coming, we celebrate Bethlehem. We celebrate Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We push away all the tinsel and the garbage and the wrappings of the papers and the things that don't matter to say, yes, Jesus, praise God Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for coming. You are awesome. Yes, Lord, and thank you for helping us to walk in the truth that will set us free, that we won't live in the lies of the enemy. We will resist the enemy and walk in the truth that sets us free. Help us, Lord. We thank you that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.